Welcome, welcome, Purpose Driven Podcast. This is Alex Cornwall, your host. I am so excited to be here today with an amazing man, Rick Trimmer. Um, I met him a few months ago. It's been like, what, a year? Oh, I am in it? No, but it's been like a year. I'm asking you, I guess you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, one thing I know about Rick is I met him and I felt like I've known him for years. He's a, the most genuine, honest man. His story is absolutely amazing. You're going to want to get a pen and paper for this one. Take notes. This man can really change your life if you listen to his story. And I'm just excited to have him on. Welcome, Rick. Thank yeah, you for being here. Absolutely, man. Happy yeah. to be here. No, really, really. I appreciate you taking the opportunity to, uh, or giving me the opportunity to learn more about your story. I mean, I've known you for a little while now. We've right. hung out a couple times. I. It's amazing. When we first met, I felt like I've known you forever. Me too. Me and, too. It's and, natural conversations. And that's one thing I love about people like you is just you're genuine, you're just heartfelt, and you put people first. Yeah, appreciate that. And I love your story, like what I've heard and what Gina and what you've told me a little bit. Yeah, you had Gina on here. On I, your did, podcast. I did. I yeah, did. So Gina, that was cool. Gina that was Trimmer, I think that was like episode four or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't so, know you were that new to this. So I am. It's cool, man. Oh, I love it. So, I mean, like I said before, like the whole purpose of this is. You've had a lot of success in your life. I mean, you're 30, what? 38, uh, 40? No, I'm 42 now. You're 42? Yeah. You're older than me? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my God. How old are you? I'm only, I'm only 41. Oh, you got, I got you. There you go. Yeah. But, I mean, you retired at an early age. Yeah, 36. You know, you, you made a decision to get to work, retire, because mm -hmm. you wanted to travel. Me, me and Gina, we talked about that. Okay. You know, but more importantly, I, I love to know your story of, you know, where that drive, drive came from. Right. You know, and... and the intention behind it all. So, yeah. I mean, take us back. Like, like, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, I didn't always have this drive. You know, I really didn't. Uh, my parents, so I grew up in a, you know, middle-class family, you know, didn't have a lot of money, but wasn't poor. Um, you know, and lived in, I was born in Cedar City, Utah, moved to Vegas when I was eight. Absolutely hated Vegas. Um, Even one, at eight years old? Yeah. Really? Just, yeah. I was, I'm always an outdoor kids I always have been love catching lizards and yep. chasing critters and being in the mountains and Vegas is not that I was about to say there's nothing like that in Vegas. Uh, I, and I was miserable I, I remember crying all the time about uh wanting to come home and see grandma and be in Utah and, and so we lived there for six years um my dad started a company down there and he ended up selling half of it and we moved back to St. George not Cedar which was I was happy yeah and Came here to St. George and uh, went to high school. And, and Where'd you go to high school? Pineview. You really did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So went to Pineview. I forget uh, that you're a local boy like uh, that. Yeah, it's weird because I popped in right at high school. You know? That's so crazy. Yeah. Because I went to Dixie grade. at that time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, My girlfriend we, was from Dixie. So. We never we never crossed paths. Yeah. It was crazy. I know. It's weird. So. So yeah, so I went to high school and then didn't, you know, just like everybody, uh, didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. You know, I think that's a uh, hard thing for, at that age. Um, I've actually thought, wanted, you know, like I said, I'm new to this life of podcasts. This is my third podcast we talked about before yeah. we turned on the recording. But um, I'm new to this, you know, and I never wanted this. I never thought about it. It was always just, you know, I want to uh, create enough money to where I don't have to work, trade my time for money mm -hmm. and spend more time with my family. And as my story progressed, I never knew what it was going to be, but, you know, we went through some bad times. I'll get into that. But, um, you know, as it, as it kind of went along, I never thought that I was writing something that would inspire people. Yeah. 
never crossed my mind. Um, and I was just trying to get through it. And so as I came through it out the other side, and now I'm, you know, telling people about my story and what I'm doing, I'm noticing that people are like, wow, that's a crazy story. You know, that's every, it's amazing to me that everybody has a story. Yeah, we all do. You and have to everybody. And it's, it's your, it's your willingness to go share it. Yeah. That will change and inspire others. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you brought up a really good point there. Like, I really didn't have the intention to do something like this either. Yeah. But, this makes me nervous. You know, I told you before, yeah. we, again, before we started recording, you know, uh, last night I'm laying in bed. This is my third podcast I've been on ever. Mm-hmm. Um, never, never uh, thought of doing this. And so um, last night I'm laying in bed and I'm like, man, maybe I can get out of this. You know, <laughs> what do I need to say? I don't want to, you know, mess up Alex. But at the same time, you know, my throat's getting itchy. I want to come pick your ass up. Yeah, you and good. <laughs> I you want know, to fold your good. ass out of bed. Come good. on, we're going. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing, you know, is people see me and they, I think they see my Instagram and they see my life and they think, oh, it's perfect. And he can't make a mistake. And it's like, man, I'm laying in bed last night, you know, with cold sweats. Wanting to quit. Yeah. Before you even start. Yeah. It's like, I'm nervous. You know, I'm nervous right now. Uh, It's not natural for me to have cameras on me and lights. And, you know, what am I going to say? I don't want to offend people. I don't want to brag. I don't want to, you know, you're trying to think of all the right things to say and you're on the spot. Well, I honestly think that that brings out and it shows the true character that you are and yeah. who you are. Right. You know, if yeah. you're willing to get uncomfortable like this, yeah, to hopefully inspire that one person. Hopefully, that that's it. Like, yeah. like I don't do this to inspire the masses. I'm not looking to be a you know a guru or any of that kind of crap right. or like be famous or any of that. Right. I'm here just like you. If we can just inspire that one person, that yeah. one guy. Right. To shift his mindset just an inch. It, it, it's not. It doesn't even have to be a, dramatic. A dramatic. Yeah, life changing. Like like Tony Robbins says, two millimeter shift. Absolutely, can change the direction of your life. Yeah, my dad always says the horse that wins the race wins by a nose. Yeah, you know they don't win by usually five or ten lengths. They just barely win, but it changes their whole life. Yeah, it's so, so true. I agree. You know, it's those little changes, and and you know, I've listened to your podcast. You know, I've listened to a couple of them last night, a couple of them, you know, a I month ago, it. and. I, they affected me, you know, and it's like, I don't have everything figured out. And so I take, I'm like, Oh, that guy said this, or Alex said that I can apply this. I can apply that. See, and that's the key is applying it. How Absolutely. many people, I, I honestly think that's why the, the self-improvement industry is a billion dollar industry. Absolutely. Because so many people listen to these books and read these books and they don't do anything. Absolutely. With it. I yeah. did it for years. Yeah. What is it? January 6th, 5th. I don't know what yeah. it is today. Um, and so everybody's New Year's resolutions, you know, Which and I, I go to the hard. gym. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I show up at the gym. You know, I've been going to the gym, you know, regularly for the last couple of months. And I show up at the gym on, you know, the last couple of weeks and I can't find a place in the parking spot, you mm-hmm. know, the parking lot, you know, and wait until next month. And that's what everybody said. You know, I'm yep. talking to these other guys that are gym guys that go way more than I do. And I'm like, man, this is frustrating. I'm waiting for machines and they're like, give it two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And he says, yeah, 50% of the people here will be gone in two weeks. And then 50% of them will be gone in another two weeks. Yep. So you take a hundred people, you know, that's, that's what, 25 people out of a hundred that are going to make it 30 days. That's it. And then they keep dropping off. I'm sure every 50% every two weeks after that. Yep. And it's, it's sad to see, to be honest with you. But the, the reality is, is when I look back on my life, I was like that. Yeah, me too. We, I was too. I, like I was one of those statistics. Yeah. I can't say that I wasn't. Me either. It was the ability to make that decision. Like Absolutely. you're talking about going wait a second, what if I yeah. just went another month? Yep. And it's it's not even focused on that month. It's 
all I got to do is focus on today. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I got to go to the gym today. Yeah. And then don't worry about it. Absolutely. And then tomorrow I wake up, I got to go to the gym today. Yep. A day by day process. Yeah. So, well, let's take it back a little bit because right now, I mean, knowing you, knowing where you are, uh, you're you're a very intentional man. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. have intention, you live your life with intention. Mm -hmm. I mean, you plan out where you're traveling right now. Do we leave like, Monday? Where are you going? Costa Rica. You suck. Yeah, for a month. For a month. For a month. I'm excited. I I love Costa Rica. That is so awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I I do Maybe plan. We'll come down and visit. And you visit should. You. you should. So yeah, I'm going with Ryan Mickler. Are you really? Yeah. So yeah, it's That'd gonna be, be a good so time. Much fun. But I mean, but you weren't always like like you were saying, like you, like you didn't have direction no. before and everything. No. So take us back to that pivot. That pivot. Well, not before the pivot. Yeah. And the decision of why you made the pivot. Okay. So um, so I was going to college. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Had no. I had no work ethic. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, it was intentional. I actually wrote a letter to my mom and dad when I think I was like 21. Um, they kept calling me saying, you know, I had a couple uncles that were just, you know, garbage that are like 50, 60, you know, and they says, we're worried you're going to turn out like, like these uncles, you know, you're going to Your just... parents were telling you that oh, at yeah. 21. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified. I so mean, I got fired from my dad's company, I think five or six times. Wait, your dad fired you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were doing jack shit. No, I was horrible, man. And I was horrible, but I wrote him a big letter and I says, look, mom and dad, you have chapters in life. And I still believe this. I hope my kids don't follow it quite as hard as I did. But you have chapters in life. And I'm like, I'm, you know, up until 25, I can be a shithead, for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, you know, I can date girls and and not go live life. Work my, yeah, I, I just wanted that. You know, I lived out of my truck for a few months. I bought an RV with a buddy of mine. And we, you know, just random weird stuff. Yeah. Just living in the moment. You know, I'd work, I'd work with my dad. I'd get like... 100 bucks 200 bucks and i'm like oh i'm good let me ask you this do you regret any of it no not See, at all that's, that's awesome no not at all i you know i actually have some brother-in-laws that would pull me aside in those times one of them in particular travis because they he knew i was getting all this pressure you need mm -hmm. to grow up you know in utah it's like grow up oh, get married if you're 20, go on a mission if you're 25 and not married in utah there's something wrong there's with something you. wrong with you 100 percent. so sad it's so sad so luckily i had a couple brother-in-laws and, and friends that would pull me aside. You know, I had a couple of buddies that got married at 21, not that they didn't love their wife, but yeah. they were like, dude, you're living the dream, you know, keep going. You can get married later. So they were living vicariously. Through yeah. And they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I made a conscious decision and, and I, I understand my parents' concern because, um, it's funny cause Gina met me like three or four months after I changed. And so I wrote them this letter three or four years before uh, I made my change and I said, look, up until 25, I'm going to be this way. Just mm -hmm. deal with it. Do not stress. I promise you I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be successful. I have that in me, but I don't want to do that right now. I yeah. want to be 21 years old. So in all reality, I mean, if you really think about that, at 21, you still were living your life with intention. 100%. And so you still had intention back oh, yeah. then. You knew what you wanted yeah. and you lived it to the fullest. Yeah. And I didn't, I, you know, I would tell anybody out there listening, you know, especially the younger kids is live your life. You I know, I was, that. I was getting so much uh, pressure to get married. I had these cute girlfriends that were beautiful and nice and yeah. I could have married, honestly, there's two girls that I dated for a lot of that period and I could have married either one of them mm -hmm. and I was getting pressure heavily heavily to do that and i was like i'm 22 i don't want to be married do you know what's so crazy about that sorry to keep no you're good you off, yeah but it's Love like it. 
think about society right now on and the relationships and everything. How many people are pressured into relationships that they shouldn't be? A hundred percent. And that's the most important decision you will ever make, I believe. I know. I agree. You know, it's like, if you don't have a person there, you know, I I, I look back and I, you know, if those girls are listening, sorry, but um, I wouldn't be where I am today if I'd have married those two girls. They were nice. They were beautiful. They had good values. Um, but I know that they wouldn't, you know. They weren't your person. No. Gina, you know, whenever I went to her and I'm like, hey, I'm going to start another business, you know, she's like, I trust you. And then I lost everything, which I can get into. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry, babe. And she's like, it's okay. I trust you. And I'm like, what? You know, it's interesting you saying that. Why? I, I love Why? that. It's, it's when you made that decision at 25 to change your life. Mm-hmm. You met Gina yeah. three months after. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never thought about that. I mean, really think about that. Yeah, like, it gives me cold chills. It's an intention yeah. that you yeah. set, like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. And boom, Yeah, your, your person came into your life. Yeah, yep. That's, so, a, that's a testament that, you know, whether you believe in God, creator, I don't, or universe or energy, mm-hmm. like me, that's energy. Yeah. That's, that's you telling the universe going, Hey, look, yeah, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for my person. Absolutely. Yeah. And boom, she's there. Yeah. You look for what you, you find what you're looking for, exactly. you know, and, and that's what I obviously was looking for. Yeah. And so, um, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. I didn't really, honestly, never really thought about that, but it's, it's, that's true. So, so take us back 25, you made a decision. Mm-hmm. How did that look? I mean, you, you're living with your buddies, had an RV. Yeah. So I was actually in, in uh, I was going to SUU and again, just no work ethic, you know, just enough money to throw gas in my tank and my, you know, little truck, $500 truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'd taken a lot of credits at college. I knew in college, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I thought, well, heck, I'll just kind of go to school and do whatever, take whatever classes I want until it, uh, something triggers me. Yeah. And so it was funny because <clears throat> I uh, got like four or five years into college. I think I started college when I was like 20, so probably 24. And my mom's like, Hey, you should probably graduate. You know, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I really thought about it. I'm not going to take that piece of paper and get a job. And I knew that. Mm -hmm. And she says, it'd be good to have. And I'm like, okay. So I went into the counselor and I says, Hey counselor, you know, I've been going to school for four or five years. What do I have enough credits to graduate with? And she's like, you have, I had like 80 extra credits, (laughs) but no focus. Yeah. I was taking like piano and violin and, you know, any anything i'm like i just literally i'd go and look at the page uh before the semester and i'm like mm, taxes i'll take that that's probably good to learn oh piano that'd be cool guitar that sounds fun <laughs> and so i had all these credits and she's like you can't graduate your i was 12 credits the closest one i was to was accounting yeah i was 12 credits short so i'm like well i'll get that and i i so one day i was uh going out to my truck and i started the truck up and it, it was out of gas wouldn't start and I called my mom and I says, Hey mom, can I borrow, you know, can I borrow some money? I'm broke. And you have to understand this was years of me calling her. And yeah. she's like, I'm done, Rick. I'm not blowing any, any money. So I called my grandma who was always there for me. And she called my cousin and my cousin who was like 10 years younger than me. He's or no, probably six or seven years younger than me. He shows up in Cedar city in the parking lot and says, Hey man, my mom just called and said, you need $10. And I'm like, hey, yeah. And he, and he says, okay. And he kind of laughed when he handed it to me, like, what am I doing? And yeah. I took it and I broke down. I'm like, what am I doing? It's time. You know, um, I was like 24 and a half and I'm like, okay, I've got six months to, to honor my letter to my dad and mom. So 
So I, you always had that letter in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah. You always remembered you wrote it. Yep. And, yep. and you knew you were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I still didn't have a really good idea, but I had a couple ideas. And uh, so I called my mom and I says, I'm done college. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm leaving. I mean, middle of the semester. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm, I says, <clears throat> I, you know, just hit rock bottom as far as this life. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I need to mature now. And uh, did so. She, did she believe you? No, not at all. They, yeah. it's funny because they would talk to Gina. They still talk to Gina. They like, they're like, you have no idea who Rick was before you met him. I mean, it's, it's even weird to me. I mean, I flipped on a dime. I went from, I could not work a 40 hour work to save my life, like a 20 hour work, mm -hmm. work week to working 80, 90 hours a week for years. Just grinding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just completely flipped over and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to, um, you know, I said goodbye to my friends. I remember walking around the house. I always tell Gina this story. My dad used to always say, you can't soar with the eagles if you're running around with the turkeys. I love that. And so I remember being in this house. I woke up one morning after a party, you know, and looking around and everybody's passed out. And I thought it's time, you mm -hmm. know, uh, I got to do something. And it was after I'd left college uh, a couple months later. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure something out. And I actually went around and like kissed them on the head and they're all passed out, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I had to say goodbye to him in that life. And it was the hardest thing I ever did. I cried walking out the door and, and, you know, they're good, you know, good boys. They just weren't where I was yeah. and I left. So I left and I started my first company and, uh, did well with it, you know, started making, you know, at the time I went from making a couple hundred dollars a week, a, you know, a year earlier to making, I was taking home about 120,000. Um, That's really good. Yeah, a year. What what kind of company was it? <clears throat> I was called At Your Service. It was actually, it was funny. I got the idea. My grandma was at her counter, and uh, I'm gonna give away. I'm gonna give away one of my ideas because I still want to do it. So do it, man. I know. Oh, well, I want my boys to do it. Okay. But uh, she was filling out these uh, checks, and she's like, "Roy, you know who who mowed our lawn?" She's like, "Oh, Timmy. Who did our pest control? I can't remember." Who washed our car? I don't know. And I'm like, oh, light bulb. So I started them all in one. There you go. So I went around and it made it easy. So I started knocking doors. So I'm knocking on a door and I'm like, hey, excuse me, ma'am. Do you need your lawn mode? No, it's desert scape. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you need your car wash? No. Do you need your, you know, uh, windows washed? Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And I, so I, it increased my chance. I had like six services and it increased my chances of closing that cell. Yeah. I got up to 10 employees. Um, really? Yeah. Got to 10 employees uh, within a year and um, just grinding. And then I started United Wood um, about 18 months after I started that company. And United Wood, I started that on the weekends. I was driving down to Mexico. I had the idea on vacation down there. Saw some guys making some stair parts, which my dad owned a stair company. Yeah. And I again, light bulb. Yeah. Went over and talked to him. Like, I'll sell you this post for, I think it was like 40 bucks. I came up to my dad and I'm like, Hey, if I had this post, what would you buy it for? You're making hundreds of them. And he's like, we'd pay $80 for that. Well, there you go. Right in the middle. So I'm running at, at your service. And then I, on the weekends, I would drive down to Mexico with my buddy. I started it with my buddy here in town, Sean Sullivan. And we'd drive down to Mexico with a U-Haul and these little Mexicans would meet us at the border. We'd load, unload, you know, 500 Seriously? posts into the back of our U-Haul from their truck, drive up and, you know, you'd make 20 grand in a weekend. Yeah. And, uh, so I thought, man, you know, at your service, I'm going to, I'm going to 
I sold a couple pieces of it, you know, the landscaping business I sold and the car washing business I sold of it. I didn't know how to sell it all at the time. I, I was too young. So I kind of parted it out, shut the other ones down and started running with the, uh, United Wood. That was 2006. Okay. So I was, it was, I was 26 years old and, you know, looking back, this is another piece of advice for people. You know, we went in all in, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, our signs and our showroom and our truck and Just everything. Yeah. And I look back and it's like, man, I could have done that for half that. Yeah. You know, I was caught up in that, you know, lifestyle of, of show image. Yeah. Yep. I thought, you know, you have to, uh, you hear all, you have to fake it till you make it and all that stuff. And do you really believe in that saying? No, I don't either. Not anymore. You know, I think people actually value more. I have a lot more money now than I have ever had. Mm hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't look like it, you know, I don't care yeah. what you, you know, what somebody thinks if I have, you know, cause you don't do it for them. No, it's it for me. It's, it's freedom. For, it's a byproduct of who you are. hundred percent. And it's your freedom for your family. Absolutely. So your mindset shifts. It's amazing how, when you set goals, like when you're very first, okay, I want this, 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 it's, yeah. all, it's all materialistic. Abso crap. It is. And once it actually, you start getting meaning, you're like, wait a second, I would rather have an experience with my family taking them to Costa Rica. Yep. hundred percent. It becomes more meaningful. It does. You get the emotion. They say it's it. proven. We get more joy out of a, out of trips than oh, we do out of things. I love it. You know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I wish I would have learned that lesson sooner. Again, I didn't. Um, you know, it's actually funny because my little boys came to me uh, like a year and a half ago, and mm -hmm. you know, we'd been traveling. We got home, got stuck here because of COVID, and they saw some kids selling lemonade, and they're like, "Dad, we want to sell lemonade." You know, we want a lemonade stand. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And <laughs> it starts. Here we go. That's you know? awesome. And so, you know, I think most parents, they want their life's kids to be easy. So they're like, okay, you're going to sell lemonade, little Timmy. Let's, I'll go get you a table. I'll yep. get you the lemonade. I'll buy everything. You sit out there in a chair. I'm going to call all the neighbors around and say, hey, my boy's out there selling lemonade. Please go buy, you know, yeah. and get some lemonade. Support him. Not me. Oh, you know, I love that. I sat down with my kids and I'm like, okay, hey, here, here's how it works. I'm like, do you want a table and two chairs or do you want that big stand we saw out there where it's all framed and, you know, you know, plywood? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, this one's probably a hundred dollars. That one's probably a thousand dollars. Like we want the thousand dollar one. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> so what we're going to do is you're going to take out a loan from the bank of Rick. And I literally, I have my I 10 year old it. and my seven year old on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? And I says, okay, I'm going to loan you $1,000. You're going to be $1,000 in debt before you start. I'm taking your bike for $1,000. I got to get to 2000 in collateral. Yep. So I'm like, I'm taking your Xbox, your bike, all these. And I made a list. And I says, if you default, I keep this and I take your lemonade stand. And they're like, what? <laughs> You're like, wait a second. And I says, but if you go with $100, then I just take your bike. And if you fail, you only lose your bike. You don't lose all these other things. You're not as in debt, you know? And I ran him through the whole business plan. I'm like, I'm charging the interest on the $1,000, you know? I says, it'll be a fair rate. Yeah, <laughs> you I know? love this. And literally, I went through That's the whole awesome. gamut. Gina's sitting over there like, you know, in the right. corner, like, you're going too far. They're 10 and 7. <laughs> and I'm like, if I can teach these boys this, because again, you know, with United Wood, I can get into that. But I lost everything. I went so big thinking I was so smart unstoppable and i and reality came in and slapped me across the face you know so fast with the recession mm -hmm. and we lost everything 2008 right uh-huh yep. yep it was a couple of years later for us uh i think it was like nine or so we made it a little longer which was even worse because 
we thought we were invincible. Mm -hmm. So we kept with our, you know, spending and, you know, it's funny because I was making more money than I'd ever made. And it was all, my whole life was financed. You know, we were going to Hawaii, we were going to Alaska, we were, you know, all my trucks were payments. I had $30,000 motorcycles, which were payments, big house, which was financed. And so as soon as that faucet turned off of, you know, cash flow, yep, the whole house of cards fell and it got dark. You know, they started repossessing my cars. Um, I remember pulling up to one day and uh, a guy called and says, hey, I need to repossess your four-wheeler. And I says, okay, I'll meet you there, you know, and, and load it up. It's, you know, I, I actually drove my cars to the repo yeah. lot, which is not common, I guess. Um, and I says, I'll be there in a half hour and I'll help you load it. I got the key. And I show up and there's skid marks down my driveway. He's got a winch on it trying to drag it and he has it try, like, it's like stuck on the side of his why the hell why do you do that he just didn't think that you were actually gonna show yeah up. he's like oh there it is i'm a repo man i'm gonna get this thing yeah. and i pull up with a key my neighbors are all standing outside it's all you know mike's repo down the side of his truck yeah and again at that time i cared yeah. now it's like you know I, I don't care I, and not even not even take it i didn't care about the foiler i cared about my image mm -hmm. you know i'm like this is embarrassing and i'm like I don't know these people very well. Why do I care what they think? My family, you know, is struggling to have food on the table. That's what I should be caring about. Exactly. Not my image. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I went through some really dark times and lost everything, moved into my grandparents' basement. And, and so, you know, I know, I think, I think we're going into a pretty dark recession here. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Nobody knows. But, um, I think could, things could get really tough right now. You know, if you'd interviewed me six months ago, yep. it was a different mindset. And so anybody listening to this that's going through hard times or going to go through hard times, um, like you said, you know, it's your attitude. It's how you face it. Yep. You know, I didn't face it well. I went into it. I was depressed. I was sad. I locked myself in my room. My wife was pregnant with my little boy. Um, we ended up moving into my grandparents' basement and, uh, you know, it was humiliating um, you know, I, I told people for years that I sold my truck. I sold my four wheeler. I sold my house. I didn't, yeah. but I didn't know. I, I was still again, worried about my image and so, looking back, that yeah. was the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, honestly. And it's not even just because of the lesson, but we lived with my grandparents for two years and they were my heroes growing up. Mm -hmm. My little boy, his best friend was Roy, you know, my grandpa, that would have never happened if I wouldn't have lost everything, you know? So, so, you know, I, I look back and I think, man, what if I'd have made, and, and this never, ever, ever crossed my mind, but you hear people, you know, who take their lives, yep. they hit a bad, bad moment and take their life. And I always call that a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You know, um, I look back and I think, man, what if on that day where I was at my lowest and I had some really, really low lows, um, I would have done something like that. And I look back and it's like, wow, I would have missed my grandpa bouncing my kid on his knee for two years, Yeah, you know? And so if you're going, you know, and, and my wife, I, I proved, you know, that she didn't marry me for the money. Yeah. You know, it was a thought because when she first met me, I was doing pretty well. You never know. I had a lot of friends whose wives bailed on them mm -hmm. when they lost their money. And I went to Gina, I'm like, we lost everything. She's like, we're good. Yeah. We still got each other. And so I got so much out of those dark times that I wouldn't trade it. You know, I would not, I would, I almost, I almost am grateful for it. How long did it take you to get that gratitude? 
because in the moment because it's a, yesterday i was about to say that's <laughs> so true because our it's amazing when you're sharing the story yeah how i can relate yeah 100 percent. yeah i was in the same boat okay. i lost everything as well okay 2008 okay everything yeah. i didn't know that real estate yeah went from boom to boom i was yep. selling real estate yeah okay house cars repossession okay feeling feeling that like that that emptiness of yeah. like Oh, they're taking something else. Living failure. with failure. Yeah, living with family after family after family. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, it's so, same story. It's so crazy to listen to it yeah. because it's like, man, I, to mirror in front of your face. I feel like like you're telling my story. Yeah, that's crazy. However, I was one of the ones that wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So yeah. I was one of the ones that like, nope, I'm done. Wow. And yeah. It's a that's wild. Miracle that I'm actually here. Yeah. And so and and look what's changed. You know, that's the thing that uh, people that are listening. It's like. Look at your life now. You know you're with Keisha. You know I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're very successful. You know financially. We, we, we do. You know? We do well now. Yeah. You know. I mean, and it's we do like good. it's it's like I said, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You know, you can overcome it. Well, I think for me, and did you go through this? For me, it took it took me a long time. I mean, to really reflect back and and having that gratitude for what I went through, mm-hmm. because it took me a long time to forgive myself. Hmm. For what yeah. I actually put myself through. Yeah. Did you go through that? I didn't. Uh-uh, I never did. I never really thought, you know, I, I really, I, it seems like, it sounds like you went further I than went, I did in I the dark. Deep. You know, I, went deep. I was more like playing video games and what's the point of working, yeah. not what's the point of life. And yeah. I never really, I, I did, I, you know, I genuinely never had that thought of, and I don't even know that I necessarily went into depression. Gina says I, she thinks I did. But, um, so it sounds like you went somewhere I was deeper and, and which is good for you to talk about yeah. because I can't relate. You know, I have a buddy of mine that, uh, that I'm actually helping right now with his finances, uh, Wayne, if you're listening and, uh, he's had some pretty dark times and he tells me about it and, and you know, it's kind of like when somebody says I broke up with my girlfriend and if you haven't broken up with a girlfriend, you can't relate. Yeah. But if you have, it's like, wow, I know you can't eat. You're sick to your stomach. You're in bed so, for, you know, yeah. I, I encourage you and I'm sure you do, you know, to share that story to help these guys that are going through that because, you know, I've never, I've never, I didn't, I didn't have that. Well, I love what you say is, is suffering is temporary. Yeah. And you don't, if you, if you, you don't know that in the moment Yeah, and you feel like it's going to last forever. Yes. But once you get through that storm, yes, every, what, what comes out. So what pulled what, you out of that? You know, because. Um, you know, I've seen somebody's going through some pretty dark things right now. And I'm like, man, you know, good on you to, to keep going. And they're like, what's my choice? And I'm like, you have a choice. Some people choose not to keep going. Mm-hmm. They can stop this. It was for me, it was making the choice of not keep to not keep going mm-hmm. to literally having a gun in my hand mm-hmm. and ready to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And my boy giving me a call, saving my life. Wow. Yeah. That, that was, if it wasn't for that in wow, my life and my boy crazy. calling me the literally the moment wow i wouldn't be here today that's wild and so everything happens for you not to you all right i'm a yeah. firm believer in that now yeah. in my life yeah i needed to go through that mm-hmm. just like you needed to go through 2008 because mm-hmm. look at where your intentions shifted oh yeah now you have an intentional life mm-hmm. to live life to its fullest right. in the present right and my financial situation you know i yeah. I was reckless. You know, my, my dad always tells me, you know, uh, he, he was trying to help me, you know, he was an entrepreneur and he's like, Rick, you need to do this. You need to do that. I'm like, yeah. ah, you don't know. You don't know. This money's not going to stop. I'm a genius. And then it all stopped. And he says, told you so, you know, and he always says, you kids have to touch the stove. 
See, those were the hardest people to talk to. And yeah. I took personally <laughs> those people that said, hey, I told you so, you yeah. should have finished college. Yeah. Hey, I told you so, you should have yeah. done this. Yeah. It's like, I should have, could have, would have, a lot of things. Right, yeah. But it's like, you know what? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And, and this, this is the path I chose, and so this is the one I'm going. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, to say you, you, you know, I told you so, it's, uh, you know, that's hindsight. That's the, you know, Monday morning quarterback. You know, that's pretty easy to say, but at the time, none of us knew. And that's, I th- that's somebody justifying their own feelings that they couldn't do it. Yeah. What you were doing. Yeah. Does and that, that happens sense? a lot. Yeah. And I, and I actually went through it with a couple of people, uh, my brothers included, you know, where um, a lot of people kind of gave up. You know, when I went through it, it was funny because my wife would come in and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just playing video games. There's no reason to go to work. There's no work. Yeah. And... I never thought, never, it never crossed my mind to not continue to be an entrepreneur or to continue trying. Um, I couldn't shut down my business because I had like $635,000 in debt and my dad's ranch was guaranteeing it. So, so you had a, you had I had a ball and chain hooked to me yeah. that was so daunting. You know, if I could have declared bankruptcy, you know, or something, it would have been easier. But they would have taken the ranch. They would have taken the ranch. So, Again, one of the best things that ever happened to me because, you know, I'm looking at this company, you know, I sold shares to some guys in Vegas back then, 20% for a lot of money. And I bought it back like four years later for $2,000. And I remember he him coming up to and I'm like, I'll buy your shares. And I didn't have any money at the time. I was just like, I want to get rid of this guy and not have his opinion. Yeah. And two guys. And he pulls up and I'm like, here's your 2000. He's like, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I just took you, you know, and I thought he had, yeah. you know, uh, so it shows you that value. Yeah. You know, do you know what's crazy about this too is throughout all of that? I mean, you started this, this company, mm-hmm. it's still active today. That's what I mean. That's one thing I love about yeah, it. Yeah. And I sold, you know, I ended up selling, I own, uh, 60, I, I own 38%. So I sold what 62% of it again, after I bought it back, grinded it out for years um, went from mm-hmm. back then I had, you know, we had, we got up to like 300 employees in Mexico at a mill I had. Holy crap. And then we had to shut that down and we moved it to the States. And then I started my mill here and whatever. And I got up to like 17 guys and ended up getting down to two of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now it's at 50, you know, so, um, did it, you structure it differently? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Oh yeah. No so debt. There's zero debt. Recession I'm not, proof. I don't, I, we're not flashy, you know, yeah. I don't have, you know, my trucks are old and my tools are older, you know, I don't need everything brand new. I don't have, you know, it's just, yeah, completely different. It cash flows, it makes money and it will make money in a recession. I guarantee it. It yeah. may not make as much because the volume goes down, but it will not go out of business. That's and good. I, and I sleep at night for that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride on those fronts, you know, where, like you said, people put their expectations on you. Yeah. Uh, and what they, what they are able to do and don't listen to that. You yeah. know, I knew, I knew that I'd made mistakes. I didn't blame the banks. I didn't, I blame myself. I'm like, I got greedy. I was buying stupid crap. I was living outside my means mm-hmm. and next time I won't. And so as soon as work started coming back, I just turned the machine back on and got out of debt and lived differently. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, people that are going through bad times, you know, just change. Like you said, pivot, you know, don't give up. It's a two millimeter shift. Yeah. 
It doesn't have a lot to be of people, some huge, a lot of, huge, like, okay, I'm switching everything about my life. Yeah. No, you pick one. I'm going to get out of real estate and I'm going to go into, you know, this. No, it's like, no, just when you do real estate, you know, do, do it, it this way or do it that way, yeah. you know. And Actually do it. Right. Actually apply yourself yeah. to the business. Yeah. Show up. Absolutely. You know. And that's what most people, I think, this day and age don't have. They don't do. They don't do. And they don't, they, you know, Gina, you know, we can talk about this in a little bit, but she started a podcast. Yes. We are and, definitely going to bring that. Yeah, up. yeah, and um, and we have a couple other friends that have started podcasts at the same time, and I have a good friend of mine, Ryan Mickler, who is a partner in my wife's podcast. He's yeah. a part owner of it, and he runs the Order of Man. Order of Man podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like he's, eight years old and killing it. Yeah, he's in the top ten. Is he? I yeah, think so. I he's don't know. huge. He's huge. He's huge. And I always ask him, I'm like, man, you know, what is your, uh, you know, what's your secret? And he's like consistency yep time and consistency showing up showing up and you know we're we're like six months into her starting hers and you know you have you have expectations and you have you know where you think it's gonna go and you're excited you know it's natural like oh we're gonna she's got a a, you know a group called Mm. the sisterhood and we're like oh it's gonna be this many members it's gonna be this big and it wasn't you know it started out slower we're learning that um you know again this is off topic but the mindset of men is different than, mm-hmm. than women. And, and, you know, so we're hitting these roadblocks, you know, we wake up and we're like, we're bleeding money. You know, we've invested a lot of money. We're losing money every month. And Ryan is, what are we doing wrong? And he's like, Nothing. you're six months into it. Yeah. Call me in two years. Call me in three years. He's like, he has his statistic. 90% of podcasts end after six months, mm-hmm. you know, cause, and, and it's like, you know, we're not doing it for the members, but we also, you know, the situation we're in is our time is valuable. You know, we are very, like you said, thought, you know, very uh, thought out on where, where we put our time. And she is doing it because she wants to help women and yeah. herself. She wants to build this community. And if you're doing it and there's one or two girls, you know, to me, I'm like, is that worth it? And she, it is to her. Well, I mean, we talked about that before. I mean, if we can come on here and we're impacting at least just one guy. Exactly. It, this is worth it. Exactly. And, you're, and it's impacting me. You know what I'm Talking saying? to you, hearing your story. Yeah. I'm already good. I'm glad I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> I know, right? You know? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, it's true, you know, it's like... It's not about like, uh, again, it's not about hitting the masses. I really don't care. I know, yeah. And you bring up a good point. Let's go back a little bit. Like on these, I think it's interesting right now, this push where, you know, Ryan, he, he has that order of man. He's got the group of guys versus women and and your your wife starting that sisterhood i think men are looking for a way and an avenue right now to share their emotions mm-hmm. because in society mm-hmm. we're not allowed to yeah we're monster safe men. space we, yeah we can't we can't share mm-hmm. we, no you don't supposed to have emotions yeah. like women right you yeah. know yeah and i'm noticing right now it's like like in masterminds that i'm in and, mm-hmm. and groups that i'm in like people like i love it because yeah. it's a place for me to go with like-minded men, mm-hmm. like-minded people, yes, to share my emotions, to tell yeah. them, "Low, I, I'm real," like, and have them hold you accountable. Guess what? Last week, I just sat down and started crying. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why? I don't know. Right. But guess what? I have emotions. Yeah, we and do. I just All started do. crying. Absolutely. Is that a bad thing? No. No. Yeah. Society thinks, "Oh, I'm weak." Yeah. Oh, hell no! That makes yeah. me strong. That's absolutely. And I think women on the other side. They like to hold that in. I, this yeah. is just me personal. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, yeah, like, and, and, you and I don't. I'm not. Yeah, the, the, I don't the, want to stereotype yeah, like that. I know, I'm gonna I know. get like yeah. chef from Kitchen. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I think they are nervous. I think that they, 
you know, again, we're talking for women that I know very little about. Oh, but I, the more and more I live with one, the more and more I don't understand. Them. Yeah, but the I thing, love them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I love oh, her to death. You get what me I'm too. saying? Yeah. So. You know, the thing that we're noticing that is different. Uh, again, this is kind of moving ahead, but um, you know, she started this membership, and and I think it's um natural for men to spend money and work on themselves. We're yeah. the breadwinners, right? Yeah. In, in most cases. So when you're, when you're, and you're, and I don't know if most of, I'm in control of my, our money because my wife wasn't good with money. Not that I was, but I'm better. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if this is normal, but I'm in control of our money in our household. And so what we're noticing is when these women want to go join a group, the men are either nervous and, and this is honest, you know, me and Ryan came up with the idea. He had been approached about starting a, a women's group. And he didn't have the right person. Yeah. And so we were in Hawaii hunting and, and he brought up, uh, we brought up Gina and he says, I would love to do it with Gina. And I says, really? And he says, I think she's great. She's well-spoken, has the same values, you know, pretty much as us aligned. And we thought, well, this is going to be great. We got Ryan's support. He's an owner. It's going to blow yeah. up. And then we launch it. And what we're seeing, and, and I, like I said, I, I knew a week or so before Gina knew about it. And I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm on the plane, I'm driving home and I'm like, okay, what's this going to do to my, um, my situation lifestyle? Yeah. What if she becomes a public speaker? What if yeah. she becomes famous? What if she starts making all this money? Is she going to need me? Is she going to want me? You know, it's an honest question. Yeah. Um, and on a smaller scale, you know, I think these men, when their wives go to them and say, Hey, I want to join this group. It's like, wait a minute, what is this? You know, is exactly. this a he man, woman hater club? Or are you going to go in there and gossip about men and tear us down and, and start getting all your own ideas, you yeah. know, and leave me. And so that's what we're running into. It's actually kind of a weird thing where the man is either in control of the money and doesn't see a need to, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not, it's not every man, you know, uh, we have 38 members in her group and the husbands of them are awesome and amazing men that are like, I want my wife to have everything I've gotten out of the Iron Council. So it's not all of them, but there's a majority of men who I think, and, and, I, and I was in that boat where I was selfish. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, I like controlling the money. If I control the money, I control her, you know, yeah. honestly. And if I, you know, uh, keep her in this bubble, I control her. And then I'm looking at my wife and she's not happy. She's not fulfilled. Yeah. You know, she raises our kids and that's a beautiful thing. And that's all she ever wanted to be at, up to that point. But now she wants a little bit more. Yeah. And it's, you know, she doesn't want to work at the bank. She wants to help women change their lives. And so, you know, that's kind of where we're, where we're trying to change the mentality of, you know, these women, you know, they don't get in there. Gina's kicked a couple girls out of the group. They get in there and are, are cancer or just toxic ne negative. You yeah. know, it's like, this is a place where you can, where you build people up, where you, where you brag on your husband. And if you're, if you and your husband are having issues, they address that. And yeah. then, and Gina tries to solve that marriage is not an, or divorce, <laughs> marriage. divorce is not an option for Gina. She's told me, she's like, we're done. You know, sorry. The only way you're getting out of this is if you're buried in the desert, you know? So if I go missing. <laughs> but last Gina, yeah, what yeah. part of the desert? Yeah, okay. yeah, Where, yeah, where's he at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's committed, you right. know. And so when these women come to her and they're like, "Hey, my marriage is rocky. I'm nervous." She tries to get. She always says, uh, "She got this from Seth Studley, where it's like, what's under, below, below, below." Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you're mad at your husband today. Why? Because he's a jerk. 
well, why do you think he's a jerk? And it, a lot of times it comes back to that woman where her hormones are off or, you know, the kids were being bad that day. It's so funny you bring that up. It's like a lot, a lot of times when there's issues in relationships, I know when there's an issue in, in mine and Keisha's relationship. And I'm always pointing the blame. Yeah. I, I'm a guy. I was like, no, you're not doing this. You're not yeah, doing yeah. that. I'm an asshole. Uh, me too. I, 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 me too. I do become an asshole. Me too. I feel so bad sometimes. Me too. But when I sit back and I'm by myself and I really reevaluate, like, okay, wait a second. That's because of you. Oh, wait. No, yeah. no, you did that. Yeah. And then you just get humbled really yeah. quick going like, yeah. I need to look in the freaking mirror. Absolutely. You know? And, and, and so like, that's that's what Gene is doing. You know, they get into this group and... and uh there's 38 of them now. It's growing daily now. I it's starting it. to get some traction. And it's really cool because I have a couple of buddies whose wives got in it that were introverts. Mm-hmm. They're nervous, you know. I don't know what this is going to be. And now they're squad leaders, you know, and over teams of six girls. And, you know, and and my buddies are like, dude, my wife's, you know, we're communicating better. And, you know. See, that, I think that right there, that word right there is true community, deeper communication mm-hmm. is what's needed. In uh, yeah. I listened to your podcast cause you're a communicator, right? Well, I are tr- you not? I try to be, but not my relationship as are much. Are you? Okay. No. Okay. Like Keisha, we, we, we kind of got into it a little bit okay. this last week. Like she's like, why don't you treat our communication at a highest level? Like you treat your business. I get that all the time. I get that all the time. And she's absolutely right. I mean, it's like, yeah, I do. I show up like I'm engaged I know. with my people. I, I know. I'm engaged like yeah. this. And it's like, yeah, shit, I don't even engage with the woman that I love and I cherish and I, I, I'm I, the same way. And so it's like, if I treated them the same, yeah, it'd be better. It would be better. And so yeah. that's actually one of the, my, my number one goal for 2023 is have a, a deeper, more passionate relationship with my wife. Yeah. I mean, that is my number one goal. When I sat down to write my goals, that's the only thing that came to my mind. That's awesome. Because if you do that one thing, it'll change every other aspect of your existence. Exactly. I mean, all that thing, like even when you lost everything in 2008, let's go mm-hmm. back a little bit yeah. to this. Yeah. Gina's like, I'm okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier, it's like, well, what if she like gets all this success yeah. and makes all this thing? She'll it's be okay. O- it's okay. Yeah, it is. Because I communicate with it my is. wife. Yeah. You, you communicate with Yeah. Her. And so it's okay. And if it's not okay, then there's a fundamental flaw. It's called communication. And we got to address it. We got to talk about it's it. It's all about communication. Right. Yeah, you bring it back to the, back to talking. You know, if, yeah. you're, if your wife really wants to be in um, a coaching or a group setting. Yeah. Well, communicate. I, absolutely. Like, yeah. that's something that I really didn't do with Keisha when yeah. I was I was in a mastermind. I'm in one right now. Mm-hmm. And I brought up stuff here and there, but I didn't really communicate to the fullest of what I was getting out of it. Yeah. Because I didn't think she was interested. Right. But how do I know she's interested if I'm not communicating? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. hundred percent. So I think relationships, if you just open your freaking mouth and just communicate at a higher level, it alleviates so many problems. Absolutely. And and that's the thing is, you know, like you said, you're you're working on yourself, you know, and you're, uh, you're joining these groups and trying to better yourself. And that's what the order man is for men. Mm-hmm. And then you have the sisterhood for women. And it's like, if you can get these, you know, people to come together. Again, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, what's this going to do? Is this really going to change? And it's weird. You know, we started getting in a fight last night and she comes in and she's like, I heard this on, you know, this book the other day. And, and does this apply to you? And I'm like, whoa, like, usually our fights are like, yelling and screaming and angry and yeah. she's, she comes in and I'm, I'm 
angry and she's like, hey, you know, I was reading this the other day in a book and I think this sounds like what I'm doing to you. Um, is this what I'm doing to you? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. And she's like, well, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah. what? what? Is this a trap? You know, like, yeah. and it was weird. And our fight ended and we went back out and continued the movie. And, you know, so I just encourage people. I don't, you know, if it's not the sisterhood, I don't care if it's not Iron Council, that's fine. Read a book, you know, listen to podcasts. Do something. But encourage, the biggest thing I'm seeing is encourage your wife, who may be a stay-at-home mom, to... You know, it can be just be the best stay at home mom mm-hmm. she wants to be, you know, be more, uh, you know, present with the kids, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But, um, yeah. So and just like your shirt says, I love your shirt. Yeah, yeah. I show it. Yeah. Support. Yeah. Whatever yeah. thing they want to do. Yeah. I made the Su- shirt last night. You support know? your wife. Yeah. Support them and, and help them. And, and then it uh, was the back say. Uh, communicate more communication, better connection, stronger commitment. Yeah. And I made this shirt last night and surprised her with it. I love it. And it's like this, I wouldn't have wore this shirt a year ago. Yeah. I would not, I wouldn't have thought of it. You know, it just didn't cross my mind. And now it's like, no, my wife is doing something she's passionate about. I'm going on a podcast and I'm going to make a shirt, you know, and throw it out there. And you know, she, when I get home, she's going to be grateful and yeah. that'll pay off yeah, one pay way or another. Whole, I hope so. I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. Otherwise, what a waste. <laughs> oh, I love it. I freaking love it, dude. So really quick. Uh, yeah. Let's go back unless you had something, something no. you were going to bring up. No. I mean, so you shifted. Like, let's go back to your story and let's finish it okay. this off. I mean, yeah. you're now you're now uh, pretty much retired. I mean, yeah. you run businesses. So yep. it's an active residual income. You, yep. right? That's what I call it. Passive. Act, well, you still have to work for it. I don't. You, well, you still show up and like, I don't. check the books. I don't. Nothing. Nothing. This year I worked. I actually I had to I had to uh, not clock in, but they monitored my time, and it was like thirty six hours I worked this year. Okay, so you still put in thirty six hours. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not truly passive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still work thirty six. Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. I well, work four days. Yeah. Well, you still put in some time. Yeah. You still have to yeah, monitor it. You absolutely. still have to look yeah, at yeah, it. You still have yeah. to be present yeah, with it. Right. For you sure. Know? I mean, residual passive income, you still have to do absolutely. a little yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. For sure. But you've got a downward 36 hours in a full year. Yeah. When I So when I retired in uh, 36, um, I was spending, you know, a lot longer checking on it. Yeah. And then the next year it got less. And the next year I got less. And so then, your and, goal this year is 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably be more I actually, you know, spend a lot more time the end of this year. Cause I think we're going into recession and I want to make sure my guys are, okay. you know, I've been through this and it's like, look, you know, here's the yeah. things to watch out for. So I, up until, um, the end of December, I'd worked like two or three hours Yeah, and I got like 30 hours in December with some heavy meetings on planning for this year. But, um, yeah. So yeah. Well, what do you want to know? Well, I mean, how did I get there? Yeah. Well, not just how did you get there, but what made you to decide to do that? So like, uh, what was the driving factor? I mean, yeah, you lost everything and everything, but what was the driving factor to retire and do the traveling that you do? I I read the, I I think probably the thing that changed my life is I read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and great book. Great book. If you haven't read it, read it. Absolutely. Great book. It is. And it just changed my mindset. You know, I I was always raised, my dad used to always tell me that, uh, Rick, there's two things you're always going to have in life. You're going to have a car payment and you're going to have a house payment. That's just the way the world works. Period. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Okay. And that's what I was taught. Mm-hmm. And so as I started getting older and I and I started reading more books in the recession, thank 
goodness, I started reading more books and like, what did I miss? You started what? working on yourself. Yeah, 100%. I had no, no job. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna start reading all these books. So I started reading stuff. And I realized, you know, from these other people that it's like, you don't have to have debt. You don't have to be straddled with these, this debt. And so when I started coming out of the recession, uh, I saved all my money, started buying real estate and yeah. drove an old crappy car, you know, uh, didn't go out to eat for dinner, just grinded for years, yeah. three years. And that's the thing is, I think that most people aren't willing to do is to knuckle down and grind. And, um, you know, you know, I'm actually working with one of my buddies that mentioned you, Wayne, uh, and, and he wants my lifestyle. He works for the city. He's like, I have to be there. I ha I can't take time off. Oh. And I says, okay, well, look, let's, what plan do you want? Do you want the three-year plan? Do you want the five-year plan or the 10-year plan? Three-year plan is a, a second job. You sell all your toys. You don't get your wife's nails done. You know, like you're saving. It's, it's like boot camp. The you know five year plan is some of that, and the ten year plan is less. You know, and he's like, "Oh man, three years. I don't think I can do. I've got some older kids in the house. I want to enjoy time with them. I don't want to go to you know that yeah. kind of lifestyle." He's like, "Let's do the five year plan." So I sat down with him and I wrote down a five year plan. I'm like, "Sell your lots on the mountain that you paid fifteen grand for. He sold it for like eighty. Yeah. I said, "Sell your toy hauler. Sell your side by side. He just sold his side by side and trailer." three or four days ago. And he sends me these texts. Hey man, I got another 15 grand in the bank. I got another 80 grand in the bank. And I'm like, okay, hold, hold. You know, I think Don't real estate's it. coming down. Yeah. Don't spend it. Don't blow it. Put that in account and forget about it. And, and, uh, I think most people aren't willing to, you know, when I told him five years, his wife actually was like five years that's forever. You know, I was thinking of the office, you know, where, yeah. uh, what's his name? Michael Scott says, I want a baby. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's going to take a year or two to adopt one. And he's like, I don't even know if I want a baby in two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so you true. know, it's like, you know, she was like five years. That's, I, I don't even think out that far. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of people is, you know, one, it's a lifestyle. It's not a fad, yeah. you know, your money management and, and I always go into money for some reason. Your health is more important than your money. Um, you know, money money is just how we as men quantify a man's, another man's success. Which like, I think is wrong. Me too. But, me too. But that's the report card. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, he's poor, so he's failing. But, oh. but I have friends that, you know, live on a beach in Bali that, you know, I could buy him with what's in my wallet, but he's probably living a better life. You know, he's yeah. happier. He's, you know, he, he wakes up when he wants and walks the beach and I'm here trying to, you know, grind or whatever. Yeah. So I it's go to all relative. It's all what you yeah. want. Yeah. I, I go to money, but at the same time, um, you know, money does not buy happiness. You know that I'm sure you've ha been without money and you've been with money. I've made, I've made a lot. I've made little and I agree, but I do have to say life is a lot more enjoyable making a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. You I know think what if I'm you're, saying? If Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, it, being able to go and do what I want to do when I want to do it. Absolutely. There's something about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I, I truly believe that everybody, Right. I don't care who you are, everybody deserves to be rich. Oh, yeah, 100%. But being rich and being wealthy, 
two totally different things. Right. And, and but also in being rich and being happy. Exactly. You well, know? that's where the wealth comes right. in. If you want to be healthy, mm-hmm. wealthy, yeah. be wealthy, yeah. that's when you're you're healthy. That's yep. when you're happy. Mm-hmm. That's when you're enjoying life. That's when you have a great relationship. Yeah, good foundation. Exactly. Yep. That's wealth. Yeah. I know a lot of rich people. Right. That are sad. That are sad. Me too. Like that I look at their life and even with the money, I wouldn't want it. Absolutely. Me too. 100%. I look, and then I look at a lot of people that are wealthy. Right. That really don't have like the riches. They right. go to a nine to five, but they're happy. Absolutely. And they're enjoying life. Yes. That to me is wealthy too. Yeah. Like I always say, you know, money to me, if I had to define money, money is freedom. It is. And freedom is my happiness. Well, I think it's more than, I, I, it's not just the money, it's the cash flow. I mean, you've been yeah, able to get, absolutely. The, like, I was going to ask you that question. What's more important to you, cash flow or mm-hmm. net worth? Cash flow. Exactly. 100%. So many people are so focused on mm-hmm. net worth in yeah. this society. Like, yeah. no, you got to get your net worth to this. Yeah. Once mistake. you, once you have $5 million net worth, yeah. you can retire. Very good like, point. Bullshit. Yeah. I actually met with a mentor. So I, I encourage everybody to get a mentor. Find somebody that is where they want to be, whether yep. they have a six pack, whether they have a million dollars in the bank, whatever, whether their relationship is great, whatever you're looking to fill that gap, find that person and ask them. You know, I was at the gym, you know, a couple of days ago and I saw a guy in there that looked like I wanted to look and I went up to him. I'm like, hey yeah. man, you know, you're obviously doing it right. What's your diet? And I, he, dude, he was loving it. Yeah. He, people want to, you know, if anybody's trying to tear you down, they're usually below you. Exactly. You know, I've never met a person that's above me that's trying to kick me in the face. Exactly. So get a mentor and, um, you know, that is, that is key. Uh, forgot where I was going with that. About money. Get a mentor. Yeah. I can't remember. It was a a point that he had made. Um, anyway, yeah. Get a mentor and, and, you know, try to emulate, emulate, emulate emulate other people's successes. I mean, you can do it faster. You don't have to go through the grind. Like, like Rick Trimmer here, he grinded for how long? I mean, 2008, nine, you lost everything. Yeah. Three years hard grinding. You were grinding, grinding, grinding. Well, if you use you and your success as an example, right? someone in the same position that that you were in mm-hmm. right now can mm-hmm. do it faster if they just emulate absolutely what you did at a higher level. Absolutely. That's what's so important about yeah. mentorships. Yeah. Like I I saw the importance of mentorships. I mean, 2020, I was sixty thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. no job, mm-hmm. broke. Twenty twenty? Yeah. Okay. Living with Keisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I had a truck to my name. Right. My credit score was I think in the low four hundreds. Right. Yeah. Literally. Right. And I'd made a decision. I'm not living my life like this anymore. Right. right. So I started looking. I want to. I want to live a life like him. Mm-hmm. I want to live. I actually. I knew of you. Mm-hmm. But I never met you then. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to live like yeah. them. I right. want to travel like them. Yeah. So I started getting mentors. You were a mentor that's even awesome. before I met you. <laughs> yeah. That's because weird. of your yeah. travel and, yeah. and what you did. Yeah. My example. Your example. Mm-hmm. And correlate that to now right 2023 right nine you know, day different nine day difference. yeah and that's what i think people don't realize is you know i was always told you have to have money to make money nope nope you you know you it's going to take you know 40 years you know for you to retire i mean really think about it how much did it really take you in dollars twenty eight thousand dollars is what it took me to start your to business start my to no to start my business i got loans which exactly. was just you know, that's fine. And and you have to, if you have to. Yeah. Um, but to but, get into real estate, it was $28,000 that we it. saved in three years. It took that's us it. three years to save 28 grand. 
now, you know, I can save that faster, you know, <laughs> a lot faster, but back then that's what it took. And yeah. we bought our first condo with that. So, um, I, I remember the point that I was making with the mentors cash flow. Yeah. You know, I met with him and I says, Hey, you know, what do you recommend? What, what should my, I didn't even know what my goals should be. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I was looking for. And he's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I want to travel. I want freedom. And he says, well, you know, I would recommend, he says, a lot of people try to get $5 million in the bank. And he says, that's going to take you you know, 20 years. Yep. He says, I would recommend getting cash flow. He says, go home and do the math and see what traveling would look like for you. And it was about 10 grand a month, I thought. And he, and I, he says, if you can get to 10 grand a month in passive income, then it's the same as having $5 million of net worth. And that's what I did. And it took me three years and build it, getting my company out of debt and starting to buy real estate and getting rental income and living within my well below our means. And it took us three, three and a half years and, uh, ended up, you know, again, retiring and going to travel, you know, we went to 40 something countries, 40 countries in three over years, the last three years. That's all. It's been five now we went. So we did, uh, yeah, we came back for COVID, uh, COVID for uh, two years. Yeah. Um, and then this last year we added another three or four countries and did the U S we did a road trip with the U S for a few months. That's so cool. Um, we leave Monday. I've got my whole year planned out. I mean, we're gone from the country. You know, we, we go to Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania, um, whatever. So let's, I mean, shifting gears a little <laughs> yeah. bit, like with your travel, mm-hmm. I mean, you got little kids. Your oldest yeah. is how old? My oldest is 10. My youngest is two. Two. So do you uh, homeschool while you're out? Like, how, Not how really. How, how does that work? I, we should, I, but we don't. You know, I make my kids like, book their own flights, check in at the airport. I make them exchange currency. You know, I so try you're to teach them the hard knocks of life. I'm trying to. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. One of our funny stories, we were in uh, Australia and Castle was eight and he's a sharp kid. He's really smart. And he lost a tooth and the tooth fairy left him a $5 Australian dollar uh, bill. And he woke up the next morning, starts crying. And I says, Castle, what's wrong? Cause he gets five bucks American at home. We give him five bucks, probably a little a little high, but that's what we do. And, uh, inflation, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, expensive teeth. Yeah. 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 So he wakes up and he starts crying and we're like, what's wrong? And he's like, this is like $3 and 20 cents American. My eight year old converted the currency in his mind instantly and was crying. Oh my hell. That's awesome. And he's like, I didn't realize it'd be, uh, you know, the tooth fairy would be Australian here. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> shit, shit, busted, man. But that's funny. So, yeah. So it's stuff like that. You know, we teach them, you know, go order your food, you know, go we're at McDonald's and they speak French yeah. and we're like, go get you a Happy Meal. And they're like, we don't speak French. And I'm like, figure it out. Yeah. And he's eight and he's up there and he's like, Happy Meal. They're like, bonjour. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, so, that. you know, awesome. we, we, we took them all over Eiffel Tower, Great Barrier Reef, Coliseum. I mean, I, I, Normandy was my number one Normandy and I'm wearing my red shirt. Uh, you know, remember everybody on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember everybody deployed. Um, very, I'm very, uh, supportive of the military. And so we went to Normandy was our first place, but that's kind of, I don't make them get out a book and study math. You know, it's like, I teach them about how, you know, why are we able to travel? Why are we able to live this life? What yeah. did daddy do? What did mommy do? We saved our money. We grinded you know, we take them to places that are poor, Yeah. you know, and try to let them help kids and give them their toys. You know, it's like my little boy gave us a little kid in, uh, Bali, a GI Joe. Yeah. And 
I'm like, why'd you do that? And he's like, cause his didn't have a leg, you know? And it's like, oh, that's cool of you, you know? So it's like, you're blessed. You have all these GI Joes at home. He is playing with one with one leg. So I don't get caught up in, you know, are they learning math or reading? They'll figure that out, you know, and they have, but yeah, it's more just, you know, how does this world work? What is life about? You know, expanding, you know, when I grew up, it was never ever told to me that you could go to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. The Coliseum. My dad never said you can go swim with turtles on the Great Barrier Reef. It wasn't even in his thought. It's so crazy. And yeah. my kids, you know, we're going to Costa Rica and they're packing their bag. I don't tell them what to pack. You know, my little boy's got his little uh, swimming mask and flip-flops and we pack in backpacks. Yeah. So we're gone for a month. We all are in a backpack, no luggage. Really? Yep. Nice and light. Everybody gets stressed out. Like, what do I bring? And it's like, they sell stuff in Costa Rica. That's true. If I forget my flip-flops, I promise they have a store. <laughs> so relax. Don't pack your whole life because that just, you know, the more you pack, we found out. And again, this is from lessons. I didn't know this, but me dragging four suitcases through the streets of, you know, Venice on cobblestone, I'm yelling at my wife. Yeah. I'm like, this is bullshit. What'd you pack? You what know? the hell are we doing here? What, yeah. you know, and now we have a little backpack and we're bouncing down the road and it's like, we're not fighting because we're not stressed out, yeah. you know? So you figure it out as you go and that's life. Yeah. And so we've got it down. Yeah. We're going for a month, a couple weeks with the Micklers, a couple weeks with, uh, excuse me, my parents. That's so awesome. And then, uh, just keep bouncing down the road. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of my story. You know, I, 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 like said, um, anybody can do it. You know, that's the biggest thing I have. I have so many, uh, not so many, but five or six guys that I've met in the last year that I'm mentoring just cause they asked. Yeah. I don't charge them. It was never my life goal, but they're under the grind. They're under the pressure of a nine to five job. A lot of them make like two or 300,000 a year and broke, which I'm like, wow, we can fix you fast. Like yeah. you said. I take your three-year plan and make it a one-year plan if you really want to. And a couple of them are. So, you know, if I can do it, anybody can. It's just... It's, I do love that saying. Yeah. Because it's so true. It is. You know, we all think, oh, Rick got lucky. It's like, I was $600,000 in debt. My yep. parents didn't bail me out. Um, you know, I, it, nothing. It was just hard work and dedication over time. Yeah. You know, it's like a diet. You it know? really is. And it's... and and. So yeah, I would encourage anybody out there to just change your habits. Like you said, tweak them, you know, I came here. So on the way here, I stopped at McDonald's and got a couple egg McMuffins before I would have ate both of them, probably four. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, it's 430 calories. I Googled it. I ate one, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I just tweaked it. Yeah. I just tweaked it. I, I still ate. I still had a McDonald's sandwich. I just tweaked it. And that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to change everything, but if you tweak a few things, and then the other thing I would encourage people to do is really figure out what they want. You know, um, my dad was talking to me about my brother and he's like, Hey, your brother's not depressed, but just drifting. He doesn't know what he wants. He, you know, he says he's sad. He's yeah. sad and he wants more money. And I said, and we talked about it for a couple months. And then I finally says, why does he want more money? And he's like, I don't know. And I says, what does he want more money for? And he's like, I don't, I've never asked him. And I says, go back and ask him. I bet you he doesn't know. He went back and asked him and he's like, I, I don't know. I just think more money would solve my problems. And it won't. Nope. It won't. Especially if you don't have a plan because then you're just going to buy, like you said, trucks, the shit. jewelry, shirts, yeah. clothes, whatever. 
So really sit down if you're by yourself or if you're married and really have that communication of what do we want? Mm-hmm. And if it's to have a boat payment and a car payment and live in a house in Little Valley, great. Then to go do then it. Then go do it. And yeah. if you're living that, it, be grateful that you have it. Exactly. And if you don't want that, what do you want? And then just tweak it and start going that direction. Yeah. You know, I, I met with my little boys uh, last week and says, what are your goals uh, for the new year? And they're like, we don't know. And I says, you know, listen, boys, if you don't have a plan, you're just a ship drifting at sea. Mm-hmm. You have to have a destination. And so I says, well, what do you, Castle, you're 10, what do you want out of life? You know, what do you, what's your dreams? And he says, to be rich. I hope, hopefully to be rich was his words. And I says, I laughed and he says, what? And I says, hopefully isn't going to cut it. Yeah. You've got to grind. You've got to have a plan. You've got to, you know, work hard. You have to have work ethic and financial responsibility and yeah. a budget. And I went through it and he's like, oh, that sounds hard. And I'm like, that's why nobody does it. You know, I, I told Gina, I, I, I don't know if you had this, but it's probably an ego thing. But after I lost everything and got it back, I was like, man, I'm a genius again. Yeah. I'm back to being a genius. <laughs> and I was sitting there one day with Gina and I was at my cabin and I said, you know what? I just realized I'm not that smart. My competition is just that bad. And that is a bad thing to think about, you know, like, no, that's actually a smart thing to think about Yeah, because that actually <laughs> honestly really think about it. It doesn't take brains. No, it doesn't take, you know, the most genius idea. Everybody thinks it there's takes, a secret. It takes consistent work ethic every single day. Exactly. And it takes a positive mindset knowing that you can do it. Yep. Yeah. You have to have the mindset good point. first. Yeah. Good point. Because I don't care. I've said this before and I'll say it again. And this is kind of one of the things because this happened to me. Mm-hmm. You could have the business plan, the opportunity literally laid in your lap mm-hmm. to go out and change yep. your family's financial Most future. people. Yeah. But if you're not up here, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe you can do it, yeah. you'll never do it. Good point. You never will. That's a really good point. Yeah. So it has to start with your mindset. Yeah. You lived an intentional life your whole life. Right. Even when you were down in the dumps, you still had intentions because you wanted to grow. Right. Had nothing to do with the money. Right. You knew you needed to become more, so you started reading. Right. You started bettering yourself. Yeah. Look at what the byproduct has been. Yeah. Absolutely. The success you yeah. had. It has nothing to do. Like like your money, your your success, and everything that you've done in life, you're going to continue to do. Right. Is a byproduct of who you're becoming every single yeah, day. Absolutely. You yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of like telling somebody to stop smoking. Exactly. Stop smoking, stop smoking. You can, you know, tell them, tell you're blue in the face, but until they decide they want to stop smoking, it's, that's it. It's exactly. on them. So yeah, it's a good point. And, and, and I truly believe too, it's like that decision, it shifted your mindset to a point where it was literally a night and day difference. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, For yeah. me, it was yeah. too. So many people say, okay, it takes 21 days to make a habit. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. No, I don't either. Because if you truly make a decision on something and yeah. you act upon that, yeah. you can change overnight. Yeah. Yeah. That change can happen overnight. I, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think what happens with people with the 21 day plan, I think I understand what they're saying where you have to get into repetition. But I think what happens with a lot of people is you say, I'm going to go to the gym and you go for a week and then you miss a day. And then you fall apart. Exactly. You start saying, oh, I'm, I am a oh, statistic. Yep. I am garbage. And it's like, you had a bad day. You don't think I had bad days? I called my wife from my work and when I was grinding, crying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't miss a day of work. It's my kind of mantra. I didn't miss a day of work for three years. 
birthdays, Christmas. You just grinded. 100% grinded. Yeah. The, the longest stretch that I ever did of just grinding, and I would call my wife and, you know, two years in, two years in, bawling. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing, babe? I'm here on Christmas Eve working. Yeah. And thank the Lord that my wife was like, babe, I believe in you. You were doing this for us. You're my hero. That's amazing. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, and I hang up the phone. And I'm like, let's go. And, but, you know, so one thing I want to say is thank you to everybody that helped me get here. You know, this is my story, but it's, they're part of it, major parts. Mm -hmm. You know, the people running my companies right now, thank you. My dad who loaned me money in the recession, you know, uh, well, before the recession for my company. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who build you up, you know, who help you, you know, like, again, like I said, mentors, you're the sum of the five people. We all hear it. Yes. You know, and I was using the analogy. I was a snowboard instructor in Park City for a couple of years. And I'd have buddies come up that were no good at snowboarding. And I would I would go with them over to like the bunny hill. And I'm like, oh, I'm bored. This isn't fun. You know, I can do way better than yeah. this. And then I'd have my buddies that come up that are professional snowboarders. And they're like, hey, let's go to the Black Diamond. And you're like, no. And I'd learn stuff. You know, I'd go with, yeah, yeah. No, I went. I said, yes. You know, I'm one of those guys that always like this being on here. I always say yes, even if it's uncomfortable. And it pushed me. And that's how I look at life. If you surround yourself with people who are coasting who or who are they're good people i loved both groups i would take a bullet for both groups of these people but this group wasn't pushing me they wasn't motivating me they're talking about you know how big the tires were on their truck and yeah. what pipes they put on their dirt bike these guys are talking about stocks and bonds and real estate and growth and all and that's that. what yeah. i wanted at that yeah. time that's what i wanted you know and neither one are bad so surround yourself with people that are uh, that are uh, you know going after the goals that you want yeah, that doesn't mean you have to cut these guys out no, completely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I've got friends so like go that So go have too. a beer with them and, exactly. and talk about how big their tires it's are. It's all about the <laughs> amount of time you're spent. Absolutely. That's all it yes. is. Yes. Yep. The amount of time you spend with them. I yeah. think you bring good up point. a great point yeah. on that. That's a good point. Proximity is power. Yeah. I mean, we hear yeah. it all day. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why my life shifted too. Yeah. Is I stopped hanging out with mediocre thinkers. Yeah. And that's Period. another thing, you know, I appreciate you, you know, you and Gina, you know, I was nervous to come here. It's, this is, this is intimidating. And you need to stop saying that because you're pretty freaking good at this. Am I? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So oh, thanks. But I want to thank you and Gina and Ryan and all these people who take the time out of their schedule. You know, I'm sure you're going to work here later, you know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> but it's like we both got up at 5 a.m. and you, you know, I, I know this will reach people and it, it will I help know. people. And I want to just thank you for, for doing it. Well, you thank know, you. I think that's you know, very, uh, just awesome. You know, I, for lack of a better word, it's like, I, I just, I look up to people like that, that are trying to, I need to be better at that where it's like, you know, trying to give back and, and learn and help people and on your own growth. Well, you know? I mean, really think about it. You came on the show, so you are doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah. thank you. And honestly, thank you for that. It means a lot. Yeah. You'd say that. So, yeah. I mean, while we wrap up, honestly, Rick, I've gotten so much out of this. Like at a couple yeah. of times I was just sitting here like, Oh crap, I gotta ask a question. Like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I talk a lot. No, your your story <laughs> and what you've done and where you've what you've been able to do in your life is absolutely amazing. And one I thing I love that. about it, dude, mm -hmm. you're only on your second chapter. Right. Like you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Your first chapter, yeah. Your second chapter. You still right. got a whole forty yeah. chapters, fifty chapters left in your life. You're right. forty two. I years hope. Old. I hope. But do you, maybe not, you know, and that, but the thing is, is like, yeah, that's living, another big thing with me is my dad. So my dad died at 28. 
Oh wow! From a brain aneurysm. I didn't. Well, yeah, my mom. My mom actually, if you want to go to Revitalized Womanhood, uh, her podcast. My mom was on there and tells the story, and uh, you know, woke up one morning. He was just kind of out of it, and and wow, died later that day. So you didn't know your father? No, my mom was pregnant with me, five wow. months pregnant. So Kendall is my stepdad, and that's all I've ever known. And he's a beautiful man, and I would we all would have been lost without him. But um, I think that's another thing. Like you said, what's your purpose? What makes you? What drives you? You know, you saw this football thing with this gentleman. Did you see that? Where? Oh he, yeah. Me and my boys were watching at our cabin. We're up there at our cabin, just me and the boys, snowing outside, and that happened. And I started crying. You know, I I got sick to my stomach. And I, and I started getting emotional and I says, Castle says, I think he just passed out. And I says, you don't fall like that. You know, no, whatever. Like I saw that and I was like, I, I actually got that, that, that deep sickening me too. feeling like, me too. dude, we just watched someone collapse. Me too. Like somebody just died. died yep. On the field. Yep. That's not normal. No. And I turned to my boys and I said, cause I've told them their whole, my, my Instagram is one life. So live. Yeah. That's my mantra. And I turned to my boys and I says, this is why we're going to Costa Rica next week. This is why we're going to, you know, I'm pulling you out of school. This is why we're at the cabin tonight together with just me and the boys, boys night. Yep. You know, I says, you can die at 24 years old. Thank the Lord he didn't. And yep. that's awesome. They've actually got signs that he's. That's he yeah. 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 My boy's a football been, fanatic and he reads it every day and, and we're cheering for him, obviously, yeah. you know, but life is precious, you know? And so I hope I'm on my second, third, fourth chapter and I hope I have 40 more, but if I don't, you know, I always tell my kids, you know, my family believes in eternity. I don't know that I do. And that's a, another subject, you know, but my family believes in eternity. And I says, the worst thing I would ever happen to me is I die and go to eternity and regret what I would have done on this world on this earth. Yeah. You know, um, so live your life, take chances, say yes, get out of your comfort zone because you don't know if you have four chapters, eight chapters, 20 chapters. We don't know. None of us know. And that's, uh, so I appreciate you saying that. Honestly, but, you know. but time is finite. It is. It's, it's our most precious thing. It is. We treat it as if it's the most infinite thing we have, yeah. but it's the most precious thing we own. It is. And I, I, it is a true testament. That's why it's so important to live in the present. It is. Yeah. So Yeah. I love it. So I can talk to you forever, man. So I know, oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I mean, you brought up like, like <laughs> the whole like eternity and stuff. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. we could go off yeah. that. But, yeah. Yeah. Because I... Honestly, I still kind of have the same beliefs as you. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah, do. Like, yeah. I have the hope. Me too. Me too. I have the hope, but yeah. I truly believe we don't know. Uh, yeah. And, and you know... My, Which is okay. It is, but at the same time, you know, uh, I talked at my grandpa's funeral a few years ago, and he was my hero, just closest person to me. And I spent so much time with him. We went to yeah. a lot, so many trips, nonstop. Uh, thankfully, I was able to at that time. And my sister came up to me and she says, uh, you know, I'm envious of the time you got with grandpa. I should have been better at that, but I'll see him in my next life. And I turned to her and I says, Kim, I hope so, but I'm not taking that chance. Yeah, I'm well, getting it now. And so my parents are going to Costa Rica with this. They went to Australia with this. They go to New Zealand with this. My parents have, I, I invite that's friends, awesome. family on all of our trips. So if you guys want to come and oh, join up, hell yeah. seriously. Because it's not guaranteed for me. Some people have that feeling and that's great, but I, I'm glad they have it. I mean, I've got family that I don't live and but, die by that. Yeah. But who knows? I know I've got friends that live and die by it, but yeah. it's like, yeah, I just can't have that assurity. Right. I, 
don't get me wrong. I believe that the higher there's a higher power. There's yeah. there's energy. There's, I hope yeah. there are things that connect us. I yeah, mean, yeah. For me, mm-hmm. there's too much coincidence. Coincidence. Uh, yeah, I agree. To not. I agree. You get what I'm saying? I agree. I was like, there's just too many coincidences. Yeah. Like how this body works. My right. heart's beating. I'm I not know. even thinking. I about know. It. I know. I mean, I'm breathing right now. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, you hear how like the thin the layer of the atmosphere is. If exactly. it wasn't that, if the earth was turned on another two degrees, the sun would burn us or, you know. I mean, there's it, crazy it just stuff. can't just happen I, by I know, chance. I know. And, but that's just like, but I still believe we don't know. I'm, I Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. And that's okay. It is okay. It's okay. So. And I live, I live like, you know, you always hear that. It's better to live like there is a God and find out there isn't than live like there isn't and find out there is. Yep. And I, I kind of tweak that and say, I'm going to live this life like there isn't. So that when I find out there is, I'm happy both ways, you oh, know, and not, yeah. not, not, you know, a slime ball, but just enjoy oh, it, travel pe- and, and be good to people, be good and give back and, you know, try to, try to, yeah. you know, so yeah, that was it, man. I just want to thank again, you and, and everybody that helped me and my wife and my kids get to where we are. It is not, you know, it is not me alone. It is yeah. not her alone. So many people have you know, increase your network. I encourage people to increase your network, increase your lean on people. You know, if you're going through something, talk to them. And, and well, I love the saying, your network is actually your network. I love that. That's awesome. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not money. Yeah. If you want a higher net worth, build your network. I heard a st- uh, statistic the other day that said 80% of your success in your business is how you treat and handle people. Oh, amen. 20% is your skill set. So if you're it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. Yeah. And it's that's so it. True. You know, so it's weird. Well, let me ask you. I mean, let's finish yeah. up here. I Sorry, mean, man. I can't believe we've been going this I know. Long. I, I know. It. I got to get home, bro. I got to take care of my kids. I know. My wife works. Stay at home dad. Yeah. So yeah. what's, where, where can people find you? I mean, let's talk first. Let's talk your wife. Like yeah. where can people find your wife? The Re- revitalized womanhood. Yep. You know, uh, this is yeah. the second plug for them. I'm yeah. going to plug them yeah. every time. No, I appreciate I that, man. I love what they're yeah. doing. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's a new thing. It's uh, revitalizedwomanhood.com. Okay. Um, she's on Instagram, Facebook, all those types of things. If you're sp- uh, spouse, wife, you know, mom, she's got people in there that are 18 years old up to, you know, 73 years old. Um, it's growing, you know, daily. It's, it's just a place where you can get in there and, and it's, you know, they hold, hold them accountable and they encourage them to fulfill their dreams, whether it's plant a garden or take over a, you know, start a business. I love it. So, uh, that, um, what, what about you? Where can people find you if they uh, want to reach out? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Mine's one life. So live. Okay. And, uh, if anybody has, yeah, needs any advice or anything, I'm always happy to help if I have, if I have phone service and <laughs> the time, um, and then, yeah, check out order man. I'd encourage that, you know, that's Ryan. He's our partner. Um, he's, I think there's 1500 members in his, wow. in his group. So it's uh, what we're aiming for and what we're shooting for. Gene's going to have some retreats this year at our ranch. That's awesome. Um, so there's some big things coming up. You know, it's brand new. So yeah, that's that was it. Um, well, whatever I can do to help you guys out, count me in. Yeah. I'm here for you. I appreciate it, man. And honestly, once again, thank you. I got so much out of this. Me too. I, I did mean, too. If people actually sit down with pen and paper and listen and take notes, yeah, you can gain so much. Like I gained so much. I like, I'm excited that. to get to work now. And yeah. You know, kind of shifts the mindsets that I have too. So yeah. thank you, yeah. Rick. My pleasure, man. Thank Thanks you for so what much. you do. Okay. okay bud. Thanks, brother. Thank you guys for coming out. Remember, if you can, share this with anybody you think that could use this. Um, thank you for coming to the podcast. Love you guys. Yeah, that's a big thing. You know, I, I uh, not to steal your thunder here, but no. share it. 
Sure. Get the message out. You know, the only way that these podcasts grow, you don't advertise. I'm sure you're not running ads in the middle of this. We don't either. So, you know, that's one thing for me that I've really started to value as I get older is people who support my brands, my companies, buy my cabinets. That's a beautiful thing, you know, so, you know, buy local, all those types of things. So yeah, if you're listening to this, share it, like it. It's very simple. takes two seconds. Yeah. And, and, you know, grow this message and, and yeah. Yeah. Just want to back that up. Honestly, thank you so much for that. So thanks. Okay, guys. Thank you. 